be in the house of God, amen. And, and one of the things that, that uh, 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 I love is that God believes in us. You hear that song? And, and it's a true fact that he does believe in us. And if he believes in us, you and I need to believe in ourselves. Come on, somebody, amen. We need to believe in ourselves that he can use us and he can do something with our lives. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning in out of the book of Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter 1. I want to talk to you about tonight on thinking of others, thinking of others. You know, sometimes we think about ourselves and and sometimes we can be selfish, amen, and Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. We can be selfish and, and think about ourselves and not really understand about other people. And we look out for ourselves. And so in, in looking out for ourselves, we have selfish ambitions and we become selfish and self-centered and, and not really thinking about other people. And so what happens, it takes away from servanthood. It robs us from being a servant. It robs us from our joy. It robs us from being what God wants us to be. And we end up becoming something we don't want to be. And, 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 and that's because you got to understand that God has called you to be something else, something greater. He's called you to be part of a team, a part of a unit, a part of a family. Come on. And he's calling you to be part of this. And so what happens when we let selfish ambitions take over us or selfish things, we conduct ourselves unworthy of him. How many of us conducted themselves wrong? And we conducted ourselves wrong and unworthy of him. We conduct ourselves in the worthy of manner that we think is healthy, but God says that's not healthy. That's not a healthy husband. That's not a healthy wife. That's not a healthy believer. That's not a healthy leader. That's not a healthy helper. Amen. And so God said, I need you to walk worthy of the calling of Christ that's in your life. Amen. In Philippians chapter 1, we're going to read chapter 1, verse 27 really quick. I want to jump around some scriptures to help us tonight. It says, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that where I come and see you or am absent, listen carefully, I am here of your affairs, and you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Father, thank you tonight, God, for the word. Thank you for what you've laid out for us, oh God, that we would think of others, oh God, and think about the vision and think about the ministry and think about other people, God, that we could help ourselves become what you want us to be, Father. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. See, here is, is Paul, and he's writing to the book of Philippians and the believers to help them in the time of need. They were in a time of need. They were going through some stuff. And he's sending some instructions to help them to move in unity. He's sending some instructions to help them to be unified, to work together, to get themselves out of uh, themselves. <laughs> amen. And so he was giving some instructions and, and some things to help them. Amen. Because how many of us, some of us can be in, in a place we don't want to be because of problems and because of issues and even because of the season. Season, certain times and, and certain days and certain stuff we go through. So then we get caught up going into a cocoon and it's the wrong time to become a butterfly. Amen. Uh, there's a, 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 a silly photo that shows a, a butterfly being pulled over by a police and he gives him an ID and he gives him an ID of him looking like a caterpillar. And he tells the police, oh, that's an old photo. That was what I used to look like. Some of you guys didn't get it, get it tomorrow. 
And, and sometimes you got to understand that, that God wants a, us to change. God wants us to get better. God wants us to become greater. But we need to understand how is our conduct. So Paul was looking out and he seen that some stuff was going on. Some things were happening. And so he only wanted to bring unity. And unity comes by the way you conduct yourself. Unity comes by the way you think of others. Unity comes out when you think about the vision, the purpose. Amen. And so it's very important that you and I understand that there's a conduct being worthy of the gospel of Christ. How can we walk worthy when we're walking in sin? How can we walk worthy if we're walking to the wrong thing? How can we walk worthy of Christ if our feet always take us to gossip, to slander? If our feet take us to, to hypocrisy? If our feet take us to all these wrong directions and our conduct becomes unwise and ungodly? So we need to understand that he wants us to conduct ourselves right. So in return, when he sees us and when he is absent from us, we're living right and holy before him. Because how many know we can look good in front of people? I remember my pastor used to always say, you can look good in front of me and in front of others, but you can't fool God. You can fool me, but you can fool others, but you can't fool God. I never forgot that. And you know, as far as we can even fool ourselves, we can fool ourselves. And so he, he's telling them straight out here that, you, that to look at what's going on and that I may hear of your faith that you steadfast in one spirit that we would get into the unity, into the oneness. And thinking about others helps you become, listen carefully, united. I'm, I'm, I want to stop right there really quick because I'm going to come back to that real quick. I want you to jump really quick to same chapter, chapter 1, verse 3. It says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy. Listen carefully. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. He says, there's a work going on in you. There's a change going on in you. There's a development going on in you. There's a growth going on in you. There's a process going on inside you. And it's not over and God's going to complete it. Amen. God's going to complete it if you let him complete it. If you put your guard down. Amen. Because sometimes we can walk in, amen, with a guard up and God's preaching the gospel and God's speaking to us and here you are, you're, you're throwing it off. Bing, bing, bing. God's trying, to, God's trying to get to you and you're like, oh, no, no, that's not for me. That's for her. That's for him. Oh, man, she missed it. Oh, he missed it. But God is really speaking to us. And so we need to understand. He's saying, I want to get you to the place you want to be. And I'm going to finish what I started in your life. Come on, somebody. I'm going to finish what I started in your life. I will complete it. See, God doesn't make something to half. He doesn't. He finishes the work. But we have to let him. Amen. I, I, I looked at over all the years, and I, I've seen a lot of things uncompleted. And we can always blame God. Reality is not God. How many times have we jumped out of the fire when God is dealing with us how many times have we moved away when God is dealing with us 
How many times have we took off on God when God was dealing with us? How many times have we moved some around when God was dealing with us? How many times have we blamed other things when God was dealing with us? Anybody here or am I the only one? And so I had to stop thinking of myself and think about other things. Had to think about other things. See, my glasses now, I can see everything. You guys played in the back over there. I can see everything now. I can see past four rows now. I don't like what I see, but as you know, it's, it's just, I can see now. And the reality is, church, God's saying, I want to do more. But you have to let God complete the work. You have to let God by thinking, okay, God, I know you're a good God. Because in this couple of scriptures down, church, he says, what I went through, let me, let me, let me read it. Oh, man, this is good right here, this part right here. Look, at it says this right here. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things in verse 12, the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furthering of the gospel. He said, the thing that happened to me and the stuff that I went through, the imprisonments, all the stuff that happened to me have helped me to be complete. So the trouble that he went through and the trials he went through helped him to be complete, to be full, to be well-rounded. Come on, somebody, to be well-rounded. That means God is doing something in our lives and we cannot jump out the fire. We have to think about others. What do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean think about others? I said that a couple of times. Think about others because you are going to touch other people's lives. And stop thinking about yourself. And by you being a jackbutt, you can't touch their lives. And they see you acting like a jackbutt. Hello, somebody. Can I get real? Or you want me to lie to you? Praise the Lord. And by you not changing, by you not getting fully transformed, you know what you do instead of talking to God? You talk gossiping. Oh, man, it's going to get good. It's going to hurt you right now. Watch that. Oh, Jesus. By not being complete, people are looking towards you. And you haven't completed yourself. It's like walking out the house with your boxers and a tie on. And you're going to a job. You're a lawyer. You're going to a job like that. You're not complete. You have the degree. You have the sensibility. You have the understanding of it. You know how to say, no, your honor. You know, you know, I don't, no, no, no. You know how to do your job, but you're not complete. So you might know the gospel, but you're not complete. And so we need to understand that the things that happen to you are to complete you. And so what happens is we don't allow that to take place. So then our walk becomes unworthy. Our life becomes unworthy. Our talk becomes unworthy. Listen to this really quick. Go down to to verse chapter 2 really quick. Verse 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambitions or conscience, but in lowness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. See, you can start thinking about others when you let God deal with you. (laughs) That's a good quote right there. You can start thinking about others when you let God deal with you. When you haven't let God deal with you, 
you cannot think about others. You're still, what about me? What about my life? What about my, what about this? And what about that? What about my job? What about my finances? Every time we pick up the tithes and offering, well, what about my payments? Instead of pick up tithes, what about my family? Yeah, you haven't let God fully complete you, so it's always, what about me? It's time to do something for the things of God. Well, what about me? Well, you should be complete by now. You've been saved longer than Jesus. You should be complete by now. But no, you you always jump out of the fire. You always run. You always hide. And we can't finish the job. See, some of you guys got tattoos. I see some of you guys. Imagine they're doing a tattoo. Oh, you jump out of the chair. And you have a last name that's not all finished like me. Because I beat up the guy when I wasn't saved. I jumped out the chair. Hello. I was really laying on the floor. I'll load it. Imagine God trying to finish something. You jump out. He's trying to prepare you for others. He's trying to prepare you for your household. Trying to prepare the husband for the family. Trying to prepare the wife for the house. Come on, somebody. He's trying to prepare them. And, 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 and you get up and you step out of the chair. You get out of the way. You move out of the thing. God's, what's going on here? There can't be no unity. There can't be, you. there's no thinking of others, esteeming others better than yourself. You're like, no, I'm, I'm better than them. So you become self-centered and God can't do nothing. He can use you to a limit, but you're stuck. He can, lose, he can use you to A to B, but he can't take it to C because you can't see it no more. And he's trying to take you to D and E and F, but God said it's too far. You can't get there because you haven't dealt with the B issues in your life. Amen. Look at the next one here. I, I, like, I like what it says here, and it says it very simple and clear. Verse 4, let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of what? Others. You, you, see, you see what he's saying? He's he, he, he going on, but this is after a person has, has, um, has, has looked at himself and, and allowed God to complete a work in him and he understands that the work that God has done, it's for a purpose and that he knows that what has happened to him is for a reason and so he's fixing things in his life and he's walking worthy of the call of God so then he thinks of others. He thinks of the vision. He thinks of the purpose. He thinks of what God's doing in the house of God. He thinks about the lost, the sick. He thinks about people that need help. Because why? Because he completed himself. I did not ask. Listen, I did not ask to meet the DAs. I did not ask for that. They came looking for us. They came looking for us. They sent me papers the other day. They they said, looking for us. We want you to go to the juvenile hall. So we went to the juvenile halls, Alonzo and Arnas. We went and spoke to about 50 kids. And they were broken. They got an email today. They said, man, they were all broken. They've changed just just in one week, one talk. Come on, somebody, one talk. They said, we want you to come every Tuesday. I said, no, we could come once a month right now. 
And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you this is because why? Art and Amanda right now, they're ministering right now to a bunch of uh, teachers, parents for, for school right now for gang and drug prevention. They're doing that right now. As we're talking, they're there working on They should be coming back by now. But it's wise because we're completing ourselves. Myself, I'm, I, I'm completing everything that God wants me to do. That God is bringing more to us for we can think about others. God wants to use you for others. God wants to use you to touch other people's lives. God wants to use you to touch people's lives. Come on, somebody. Think about that. God wants to use you to touch people. Stop being selfish and not let God use you. God wants to use you. You know what the word use means? Use. Let God use your life. Your life is worth something. Your life is valuable. Come on, somebody. Amen. Your life is somebody. And and, and by you holding back from being complete, you're robbing others. You're robbing others, church. Because there's something that you need to understand. God can work on the outside. We can look good. We can look like nothing's wrong with us. But in our mind, church, in our mind, we can be going a million miles an hour. In verse 5, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What kind of mind was in Christ? Christ always thought about others. When they were in the multitude and they were feeding the multitude, the disciples came to Jesus and told Jesus, it's getting dark. Let's send everybody out. Send everybody home because we can't feed them all. But the Bible says that Jesus was moved with compassion. And he told them all to sit down. He says, who has, low, who has some food? And he multiplied it and fed the people. Because why? Because he was thinking about others. He was saying, they've been here all day with us. Now they got to walk home. And now they're going to have nothing to eat. So he was thinking about their walk. He said, I need to feed them and give them strength to go home. I fed them spiritually. Now I got to feed them physically. And so he does this. And great things happen. Great things, a great miracle takes place that there was more than enough to go around. Church, I want you to know when you get this mindset to think about others, God will begin to bless you and you have more than enough to go around. You will have more than enough to go around in your house, in your family, in the ministry, but you have to have this mindset that is in Christ. He thought about others. He thought about the future. He was always thinking about what, what was best. Amen. Church, he looks at verse 6, and verse 6 says this. He says, who being in the form of God, then I consider it robbery to be equal with God. Now look at very carefully. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming to the likeness of man. My God, there's the picture of thinking of others. He, he says, I'm taking off the crown. And I'm putting on a hat. And I'm going to serve. He says, I'm coming down to the level of the people that I'm working with. I'm coming down and I'm working with them. And I'm not going to think myself all this in a bag of chips. I'm not going to look at myself like, like, like I'm undestructible, like I'm so good and so bad and all that. I'm going to look at myself 
amen, as to help them and to minister to them. And so in doing that, he became powerful, he became effective, and people followed him, and there was crowds, and people was moving, and he was showing the power of God. It wasn't great words, it wasn't great exploits, it was the performance of the power of God. Because he was thinking of others. And when you think of others, your life begins to change. Amen. You know, we, 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 we do certain things as, as parents. You know, you think about your kids. Hopefully you do when you eat something. You think about them, that they want to eat. So you try to say something for them. I'm always saving stuff, amen, for my kids or certain things. I think of certain stuff we can get to help to take care of them. Why? It's because they're our kids. And same way, you know, uh, we're, we're going next week and, and we're going next week. I'll be in Idaho next week. We're going to be there for a week. We're going to be doing a, re, uh, a revival mini conference over there. Amen. And, and so we're going to be going over there and uh, we're going to be doing some work. And the pastor's out. I need help. Well, I'm leaving to the Philippines the 15th of next month. I have my family. I'll be gone for 10 days and gone for another couple of days over here. But I said, you know what? I'm going to go help you. I'm going to go help you. I'm going to step out of myself and help your ministry. I'm going to help your ministry. So I went out and I called him up. We set up. We're going to go help his ministry. Then we're going to come back, do what we need to do, and to go help another ministry. Stepping out of ourself. Stepping out of ourself. Amen. Not being selfish, thinking of others. And as a church, we need to not think of ourselves and think of others. Amen. So we can enhance the vision, we can enhance the purpose. We can enhance the, the values that God has given us, the mission he's given us to reach, teach, amend, and send. God wants to use your life. You want to make a difference. You want to make a difference. But God wants to make a difference in you first. Don't fight him. Don't fight him. Stop bucking it. Get that donkey inside you. The stubbornness gets inside you. God's trying to work with you. God's trying to form you. God's trying to better you. And all comes out of you. You know what I'm talking about? Has anybody ever got stubborn here? Am I the only one? Okay. If you haven't raised your hand, that makes me feel better. I won't look. I won't look. Go ahead. Self-righteousness. Don't worry about it. <laughs> look at this one really quick. And I want to be. I want to be wrapping it up this, tonight. Look at it in, in verse eight, church. And being formed, excuse me, and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. My God, he was thinking of others. What did he do? He humbled himself. Humility is part of growth. Humility is part of change. Humility puts down, amen, uh, 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 the pointing finger and picks up, amen, a, a surrenderance. Come on, somebody. You get rid of the pointing finger and you're like, my God, here I am. And you get in the stands of surrenderance. God says, I, I want to complete you. See, his, he, he wants to complete you. He don't want you, amen, walking around, amen, and not complete. But he can only work with what you let him with. If we fight him, we find ourselves losing a fighting battle. But I mean, we always try to go against the grains. When they say no, you say yes. When they say yes, you say no. That's what Jesus always told them. He says, go tell nobody because I know you're going to tell everybody. 
I know how you are. Amen. Church, I want you to catch this today. Jesus was willing to humble himself at the point of death. He says, I am going to the cross. The picture I want you to see. I'm going to the cross. I'm humbling myself. But he had to battle himself too. Well, he was going to the cross. I was says that he went, he went to the mountains and he fell down and he said, Lord, if, if, this, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass from me. He said, but no, but let your will be done. See, it was a heavy trial, but God was completing him. See, Jesus was being made complete himself. He had to go through what he had to go through. And if you look at what he went through, he went through a lot. He went through temptation. In Matthew chapter 4, he went through a lot. He goes through, amen, of being led into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. He went through all these different changes, amen, that he went through. They, they accused him. They, 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 he tried to work, amen, and, and, and talk to his family. His family didn't want to hear it. Amen. His in-laws, his, his brothers-in-laws, his sisters-in-laws, his, his own brothers and sisters didn't want to hear him. This is man. They said that they got offended by him. Imagine that. I know that feeling. Got offended by him. My own parents didn't want to hear me preach the gospel to them. My own family told me I was still jacked up. Hello. See, after 10 years, they still didn't believe me. Right, Raymond? We walked to my mom's house. She said, you ain't coming to my house. And surely not with him. The only one that believed me was my dad. He was all loaded, all jacked up. He was all smacked back. He said, come in my house. I said, at least somebody believes me. And the Bible says that he couldn't do much work there. That he laughed. God told him to shake off your shoes, man. Shake off your boots. Shake it off. See, I've learned to shake a lot of things off. I've learned to shake a lot of things off. And I tell my wife, let it be. Praise the Lord. One less thing to do. One less present to buy. Hello, somebody. Save some money. Get rid of one. Get rid of five. Hello, somebody. The reality is you have to watch yourself. This is a personal thing. It's a personal thing. You can say you look good. You can say I'm fine. But in reality, when it's all said and done, when time is ticking, time is going, months are passing, years are passing, where are you? Come on, somebody, where are you? And what are you thinking about others? See, Paul was telling that because he's seen the, the Philippines going through a lot of different things. So he's trying to help them, church. He was trying to help them with something very powerful. And I'm going to leave you with this scripture right here. Verse 4. Chapter 4, excuse me. Chapter 3, excuse me. Chapter 3, verse 17. We'll go to chapter 4 right now. Chapter 3, verse 17. It says these words. Brethren, join in following, following my example. And note this. Who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Listen carefully, brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have as a pattern. For many have walked of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that you are the enemies of the, of the cross 
of Christ. He's saying people have walked this pattern. People already have walked this pattern, have lived this out. Don't you burn yourself and not walk the pattern worthy of change, worthy of being fully developed, of being complete. Even the Bible talks about being complete, lacking nothing in James. God is trying to make us complete, lack in no area of our lives so that we will think of others. Won't it be great that, you, that everything will be great in our lives so that we can think about others? But it only starts when you allow God to do what he needs to do. So you can't say God's not working if you don't let him. See, verse 4 says, Therefore, my brethren, beloved, and long for brethren, my joy, a crown, so steadfast in the Lord, beloved. He, there's a crown waiting for us. There's a blessing waiting for us. Amen. In heaven, something great and mighty. Amen. There's going to be jewels on your crown. But if you're not willing to help nobody and care about nobody, what kind of crown are you going to have? If you ain't reaching out to people, saving souls and loving them and thinking about others, what kind of crown are you going to have? Jesus, he was able to take down his crown, I'm telling you, to become a servant. So that when he put that crown back on again, there was many jewels, many things on his crown. Church, I want you to know today, how's your crown going to look in heaven? How's your crown? Have you thought about others lately? Or have you thought about yourself? I believe there's a time in everyone's life that one has to think for himself. Not that he forsakes everybody, but that he allows himself to change. Only for that reason. That he allows himself to be changed so when being changed, you're reaching out to others. He didn't save you to become a mute. He saved you to be a mouthpiece for him. Come on, somebody. He saved you to preach the good news, to reach out to others. Don't allow your troubles and your hurt to make you forget about what you're supposed to do. Don't allow what happens in life to make you forget your purpose because you're somebody and you have a purpose but you need to allow God to fully complete you. I want you to stand tonight, church. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, Lord, we are here tonight, God, as one body, one mind, one accord, God. Lord, that we would be people that think about others, oh God. Lord, but right now, Father God, we as individuals need to be complete. Father, there's areas that are lacking, God, areas that are not fully developed. Maybe our mind is not fully developed that we think like you, God. We need to start thinking more like you. To have compassion and understanding, God. Lord, that we would allow ourselves, Father God, to come to a place of knowing who you are, Father God. You would fulfill everything. That we'll know that this is part of your purpose. That we would start thinking of others, oh God, and not of ourselves, oh God. Lord, that we would begin to pick up the heart of a servant, God.
the mind of a servant, Father God. They will use us to the fullness, oh God. Lord, that we would become everything you want us to be, Father God. That we would reach the people that you have in our way. That we would get rid of the stubbornness. That we would get rid of the things that are holding us back. Tonight, we evaluate our lives. And we look towards you, the author, the finisher of our faith. Lord, that we would be made complete, lacking nothing. So in return, Father God, that we would reach out to others like never before. We would reach out to others and and bring them to the house of God, bring them to salvation, bring them to deliverance and and be an example and be a a mouthpiece for you, Father God. If you're here tonight and God is speaking to you and you know that you need to be completed, I want you to come now. Now, now is your time. Now is your time that God will complete you. Being complete so that you can think of others. Hallelujah. Being complete so that you can think of the vision and the purpose and the will of God for your life. So that we don't stay stuck. But that we would have the mind of Christ stepping out. Stepping out. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.